0: I'll <laughs> you
1: Are not able to tune in live because they might be working or whatever. Uh, Give people time to tune in find the broadcast. I'm through the songbook here. Page 33. Page 33. Good to see John in Kansas. Thanks for tuning in live. We appreciate the prayers that more people will be tuning in. Page 33.
0: and breathe should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord and pray. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? We could know that. that story <laughs> <laughs> You, Lord, you're my son, Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus. Jesus. Oh Jesus Oh what a friend who has been Jesus Oh Jesus very important
1: to worship. Let's go in prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beginning of the new month, the 11th month, biblical month for the year. Thank you for getting us through the previous month. Thank you, Lord, for faithful to see us through. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Lord Heavenly Father that there's a word prepared for us, a word for today, a word for the future, a word of life. I ask you, Father, that this word will penetrate the most stubborn minds, most stubborn hearts, the most stubborn people, change lives, change mentalities, to help the church to awake, to be active, for every person to do their part, for the church to arise and walk, that your word will not return void nor vain, but accomplish the purpose which forth is said. Ask it and we receive it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father says to blow the trumpet.
0: New moons.
1: Praise Jesus. Let us turn to Romans
0: chapter sixteen.
1: Romans chapter sixteen. Good to see Monica from Mississippi. Thanks for tuning in live, Monica. Appreciate you. Romans sixteen verse three. 16, verse 3. Paul, writing a letter to the church in Rome, the true church in Rome, not the Vatican, God's true people. And in verse 3, he, said, he tells them to greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Where it says fellow workers, we're going to change that to co-workers. C-O- Workers. co-workers. We're going do that throughout the scripture. Anytime you see that today go ahead and change it to co Now, it's not a long translation, fellow-workers is just as good, but I just feel like it should be co-workers. And the Greek word there is Strong's Greek Corinth number 4904. Greek Strong's Corinth 4904. And that particular Greek word is officially pronounced synegos. Synegos. But, however, I believe that originally it was probably translated more like synegos.
0: Synegos
1: rather than synagogues, synagogues, because it is really a a version of the word synergy. Synergy. Synergy means energy working together or things working together, people working together, uh, the theme of working together. Uh, a lot of people use the word synergy in the context of energy, of, um, <clears throat> of how to say it, but things working together to make it simple. Um, I think a lot of people understand that word. is used a lot in New Age and stuff like that, Buddhism, but it doesn't have to be that it's not a pagan word, it's not an evil, evil word, it's just things working together, different elements coming together to work together, each one having their part. Everything in whatever you're talking about, whatever the context may be, each thing performing its duty in connection with something else, in connection with something else, and all the different else's, all the different elements, all the different parts working together in unity, synergy. is a version of that word. So it makes more sense that it be pronounced synodos rather than synodos. So that's 4904. And uh, in the NIV, is translated as co-workers. New, New American Standard translated as fellow workers. And some, some translations have it as being uh, fellow laborers, fellow laborers, fellow workers, work fellows. uh, And he says here that these two people are his co-workers in Christ. In Christ Jesus. Amen. He's not done it alone. He's had help. Look down to verse 9 and notice how he's He's mentioning a lot of names in this chapter. Lots and lots of names. And in verse 9, he says, Greed Urbanus, our fellow worker, our co-worker in Christ. And verse 21, I flip the page. Verse 21, Timotheus, my co-worker, reads you. So does Eulius, and Jason, and these guys, my kinsmen. So he continues to list a lot of people and says specifically about certain ones,
2: but really all of them,
1: as being his co-workers in Christ. A co-worker in Christ. What, What is that? If we put it in that specific context, co-worker in Christ. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. But not just that they too believes also, as we do, not just that they believe, because that's not a worker, amen, that's just beliefs. But rather it is people that are active in the church, actually working in the church, doing their part of the teamwork of the church we turn to Philippians, If we go past, uh, as we turn the pages to, to Corinthians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and Galatians, Ephesians, then we'll come to Philippians. The Philippians chapter 2, page 229, if you have the paperbacks. The Alpha and Omega Bible, page 229. Philippians 2, verse 25. Philippians 2, verse 25. But I thought it necessary to send to you this person, I won't even try to pronounce that, my brother and co worker and fellow soldier, who is also your apostle and minister to my need. Then we look at chapter 4, verse 3, chapter 4. Verse 3, indeed, true companion, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel, together with Clemen also and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in this flow of life. I could give even more examples, but I'm not going to. But there are other, more than one other, place in the Bible where he continues to name names of co-workers, people who are active in the church, people who are working as part of the team. He continually does this in different books of Paul. That's very good that he's acknowledging people, amen. He's not acknowledging them, basically thinking them, and letting other people know you can count on these people because they are active church members. They're not they're not just filling up the seats, and they're not just an audience, they're not just believers, they are active members of the church, they're working with us as part of the team, in Christ. Amen. I return back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, it starts on page 202, 1 Corinthians 12. Verse 1. Now concerning, uh, actually start in verse 4. Skipping more directly to what we're going to talk about, let we'll start in verse 4. We'll go down to verse 20. Verse 4 says, Now there, there are varieties of spiritual powers or gifts, that the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries that the same Lord, there are varieties of works that the same Theos, the same God, who works on all things and all people, But to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common will, for the whole team, for the whole church. For to one is given the word of reason through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. And to another, spiritual powers of healing, or gifts of healing by the same spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the discernment of spirits. And to another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, as he chooses. So even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. But are, so he has uh, one body, one church, but many members of that one church, of the true church. Verse 13, but by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, one church, and then we are baptized into a church, into a team, into a spiritual family. Many people don't understand that. That is very clear right here in this verse. It is very clear throughout the Bible that when you are truly saved, it's not just only a private, individual experience of your own salvation, even though that's the most important part, is making sure that you, yourself, that you receive eternal life, that you don't have to die the second death. Amen. But it's not just an individual thing, because once you're truly saved, you're baptized, into something. Not just only Christ, which you also, there's a verse for that as well, you're baptized into Christ Jesus, but you're also baptized into the body, the church of Jesus, his people, his kingdom. Amen. You become a team member. Well, that's the way it's supposed to is that you're becoming part of a team. A lot of people, they, they think that you can just do it all by yourself, without a head, without other members of the body, without, without other parts of the body, without a leader, without a pastor, without a teacher, without other brothers, without other sisters, that they can just do it all by themselves. A lot of people have that mentality now they've had enough of the junk of all the false churches, false preachers, false brothers, false sisters. I understand that. I understand that very well. But just because the world is full and overflowing with falsehood, false Christians, false brothers, false churches, false pastors, false prophets, doesn't mean that there's not a true church with true people. We are baptized into Christ and into His church. That is why I tell people that if I baptize you, you must agree that you will be active in the church. That this won't be the last time I hear from you. Even though a lot of times they break that promise and the baptism really is the last time I hear from them. They're just seeking a confirmation that they're saved. They just want to know that they're saved, but they have no interest in being part of a team. But biblically, we are, if we are truly, truly saved, and being truly saved, and being truly baptized, and our heart is sincere, and we're willing to grow in the truth, and we're willing to be part of the team, then we are baptized into the church and we become part of the organization of the church, the body. People don't like that word, organization. I'm not saying corporation. I'm not saying corporation. I refuse to be a corporation. I refuse to register with the government to be a corporation. I refuse to incorporate. Most churches... Are corporations. Almost every church building, that pastor has signed uh, uh, the letters of incorporation so that they can get the IRS uh, 501c3 government recognition so that they can have a bank account, cash the checks. And I understand the need, but I refuse to claim to be a corporation in order to get those benefits and those those to be able to function with the ease. The church is not a corporation, the true church. The true church is not a corporation. See the false churches out there, they're all corporations for the most part. A lot of them. But it says here in this verse thirteen baptized into one body. That's one church. Whether Judeans or Greeks, whatever language, whatever race we are, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Verse 14, for the body is not one member, but me. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, it is not for this reason, is it not for this reason, if any, any of the less a part of the body, And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, that I'm not part of the body, is it not for this reason, any the less, a part of the body, still yet, part of the body? If the entire body were an eye, where would the hearing be? We need the eye to do its part. Synergy. We need the eye to do its part. And we need the ear to do its part. Both are needful. Amen. If the entire were hearing, if the entire body of a member of the body was the hearing function, where would the sense of smell be? Amen. But now, Theos has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If they were all one member, where did the body be? But now, there are many members one body, just as we need every finger, every toe, every part, every part of our body is needful, has a uh, designed, created function, is not in vain, is not created without purpose, and must perform its duty work together. So must, so none must, must. Every person that is baptized into Christ Jesus. As we are baptized into a church, we need each other. And the head needs the toes. And the toes need the head. And the fingers in between. We need each other, amen. We need to work together as a team. Paul could not do it all by himself. He could not. He would not want to, amen. He should not need to do it all by himself. Thankfully, Paul had many, many, many different people in the church, active, co-workers in Christ, each one doing a third part, everybody working as a team. And that does happen when you're in a survival situation. People will come together finally, and he was in a survival situation. Amen. When, When everything hits the fan, as they say, as the bull crap hits the fan, everything goes astray in this world, people will finally start pulling together. But until then, it's hard to find people in the truth, in the true church, to want to pull their part and work as a team. It's hard to find a body even willing to be baptized. To even accept the seventh day, the name of Jesus, the biblical holy days, the new moons, sunset, I mean sunrise to sunrise, and all these different things as the truth, truth against Christmas and Easter and the Trinity, uh, the corruptions of the Bible, understand that truth. It's harder to find anyone even willing to accept all truth. Very difficult. You know. And then add on to all of that, that they actually stay in contact with the church, stay in contact with me, stay in contact with each other, talk to each other, get to know each other, and be brothers. And to have a relationship with each other. I think every toe, every finger, both eyes need a relationship with each other. I'm sure that Christ not only called these people co-workers, but also brothers and sisters. But in modern society with the internet, it's more of nothing more than an audience. And people want to shrink back and keep their distance. And part of it is they agree with such and such and such, but they disagree with such and such and such and such. And they disagree because they're still hanging on to traditional or otherwise untraditional false doctrines that they've learned from the internet, from the church of YouTube, from the church of Google, from the letter Y name, Assyrian letter Y name cults, and from other cults, flat earthers and all kinds of other foolishness that people don't want to let go of. I've said it many times that we need to be willing to grow in the truth. Amen. Many, many times Jesus used the analogy of the vineyard, the farm, the harvest. And as part of a harvest, as we all are part of a harvest, in the analogy of a plant, wheat, barley. We need to be able to keep growing to the full maturity. Every year, growing some more and more and more. Once we stop growing, once we stop accepting more truth, once we think that we've found all truth and we can't be wrong on anything at all, not really to re-examine, not willing to look at it again, not willing to grow, not willing to dig deeper. Then we become stagnant. And that's when the plant has reached its peak and from that point out, we'll start to go downhill. Start to get the browning, and the wilting, losing life. plant will filter away that we are supposed to be part of the tree of life that never dies spiritually. We should be willing and able to continue to grow not only on a yearly basis but throughout that year, continuing to grow in truth, but not only in knowledge but in the measure of His Holy Ghost. His spirit, that spirit of life that changes us, that teaches us, that guides us and leads us, that keeps us alive, that keeps us growing. We have to be growing in that measure of His spirit. It's not enough to just get your foot in the door. It's not enough to just get it wet. It's not enough to just believe. Not enough to just be called a brother or a sister. Not enough to just listen. What does it say in James? To not be just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. Isn't that what it says in James? To not be just only a hearer, but a doer
2: of the word. We look
1: at Corinthians here, let's go over to chapter 14, chapter 14, verse 26, chapter 14, verse 26, what is the summation then, brethren? When you assemble, each one have a song, have a teaching, have a revelation, have a tongue, have an interpretation,
0: let all
1: things be done for edification. Paul is expecting that different members of the body will be working together one at a time to put in their contribution to the worship service. Your contribution to the worship service should be more than only listening, only hearing the word, but rather doing the word. That's giving your testimony. Giving a song. Playing a musical instrument. Giving a teaching. Giving a revelation. Giving a tongue, Giving an interpretation. Or bringing the puck and pie. Or sweeping the poor. Or setting up the chairs. Or taking down the chairs. Or cleaning the toilet. Or being an usher. How people find their seats. There's many different ways a person can search, even over the internet. Amen. Each person should bring something to the worship service. I believe that if people pray about it, ask God what they can contribute to the worship service, that God would help them come to the realization of how they can contribute to the worship service. Whether it is a word for the Lord, a testimony, a song, a musical instrument, things can be done through Telegram, through WhatsApp, through the link, app, chatting, so forth. Things can be done. People should not be ruled by fear, by a wrongful fear, Be timid, shy, bashful, afraid of what people's going to think of their singing, of their testimony, of their word for Christ. If we are embarrassed for Christ, then Christ will be ashamed of us. what like the Bible says. We should not be embarrassed for our words for Christ, or our songs for the Lord. The Bible says to sing a joyful noise. It doesn't say it has to be perfect. Amen.
2: Go over now to the, uh, the book of
1: Peter, 1 Peter 4, which is very cl- uh, very close to the book of Revelation, page 275. Page two seventy-five. If you have the paperbacks of the Alpha-Mega Bible, um, just before the book of uh, one, two, and three John and Revelation, First Peter chapter four. First uh, Peter four, verse ten. As each one has received a spiritual power, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold place of, of theos. As each one has received the power. Amen. I believe that each one has received. A spiritual power. I do believe that each one has. It may not be speaking in tongues. A lot of people who are truly saved, truly baptized in God's true church do not speak in tongues. We don't have that specific individual gift. Different people have different gifts, different spiritual powers. For so one, it may be an extra measure of faith, a great, great faith. In that, you don't have to speak in tongues, actually don't have to, ever, 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 ever. You could be saved and never want to speak in tongues. The Bible never requires it. It never requires it. Even though a lot of Pentecostals and falsely called apostolic Church, they say it's required, I don't see a verse saying it's required. I don't see any verse at all saying it's required. But if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. It's the only evidence all that. You can't back it up in Scripture. You can't, even though they try to. Such a pitiful attempt of trying to back it up in Scripture. A pitiful attempt. You can't prove it in Scripture. But rather, you can actually prove it that you don't need it.
2: And mm-hmm. it be
1: man. Yeah. Now, everybody has the tongues. They say that's completely different talking about something. Anyway, Everybody does have a gift if they are saved, if they're truly saved. If they have the Holy Ghost of God, then they've got a gift, no matter what it might be. And we should exercise the gifts that God gives us. And sometimes we may have more than that. And sometimes you might not think of it as a gift or a spiritual power. But it could be uh, ability skill, skill, That's still God gave them. It don't have to be that you have to be Superman. You don't have to have the most beautiful voice. I think any of us, any of us, every one of us has the ability except for Brother in Russia that he can't speak aloud but even he has the ability to, to type in order to give a word for the Lord, it don't have to be a super If we're able to speak or type, either one, it don't have to be both. If we're able to move one finger, you don't even have to be a you don't even have to be skilled in typing. And if you can just move one finger across the keyboard to type one letter at a time. And you can even do that ahead of time. You can even have your testimony even free written up or to tell about something you read in the Bible that week that really touched your heart to share that because it might touch someone else's heart. Amen. It's important to bring something to the worship service. We're here not only to serve God in the worship service, but to serve one another as well in the same worship service. Rather, it is to just give somebody a hug whether it is simply to help with the chairs, arranging the chairs before or after services, to contribute something, anything. It don't have to be a superpower. The verse 10 is serving one another, employing it to serve one another as good spirits, of what's been given to us. Talking about grace here, how much we take for granted the ability to speak. Amen. How much we take for granted the ability of eyesight. What if it was taken away from you tomorrow? Amen. Amen. We should exercise, use, put to use, the gifts that God has given us. And we don't understand what a great gift eyesight is until it's taken away from us. We don't understand or don't appreciate the great gift of speech or hearing until it's taken away from us. that we're here to serve one another, not only to serve God, but to serve one another. I think back to the Feast of Tabernacles in my early years, in my teenage years, when I was attending with the worldwide Church of God that no longer exists, they broke up into a million pieces. But at that time, it was a glorious church, and it was such great fellowship, Teamwork. They really emphasized serving one another, doing something, uh, doing your part, each person doing your part. And I would help at the Feast of Tabernacles to uh, uh, label the reserved seats. Take the the sign that says reserved and stick it on the seats, stuff like that, and sweep and clean, and not just to put the label on the seat, but to put the label also on the seat next to it, and the seat next to it, and the seat next to it in a straight line. It's not enough, they talk. It's not enough to just get it on there, but it also needs to look. So you don't want the label on the very top edge of one C, but yet on the bottom edge of another C, and on the left edge of another C, and yet on the right edge, you don't want it to look chaotic. You want it to look organized. You want it to look good. It's not enough just to do it, just to get it done, just so that you can mark it as done. But it needs to look right, look good, look organized, look professional, Amen. to do a good work. And it don't have to be a superpower, but to do a work and to do it right in that. Um, within our ability, to do it right to the best of our ability, So if you're going to sing a song, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you're not a perfect singer, you don't have to be Elton John. You don't have to be a a famous singer. You don't even have to take uh, singing lessons. You don't even have to practice ahead of time. But to the best of your ability, that is what God wants but to do something. To do something. Amen. Let's go to the book of John. John 13. John 13. Page 128 or so. John 13. Starting in verse 12. John 13, verse 12. So... When he had washed their feet at the Passover communion and taken his garments and declined again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and lord, and you're right, for I am. But if then the Lord and the teacher washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. The purpose in washing each other's feet after the Passover communion is to teach servitude. Serve one another, to humble ourselves and to serve the other person. That's very important. To get control of pride. Amen. That so if the leader of the church can do this, and even the Lord Himself, as God, the Creator, the Master, the Alpha, can do this, then we ought to be doing this as well. He said as the example of serving one another. He came as the suffering servant. We don't wash one another's feet in vain. Even though our feet's not dirty. We, we We wash our feet before we even come to that worship service that day. It's not dirty. They don't really need clean, But we do it to humble ourselves and to serve the other person, to show the other person that they are just as important member of the body of Christ. They're just as important. Even the lay member that can't sing even the lay member that can't prophesy, even the lay member that can't preach, is just as important. Because anybody and everybody, we need one another. We need one another, each person to play their part. Ephesians chapter 2 ask right after Galatians, and kind to of the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 10. Page 224. Ephesians 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For so we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which Theos has prepared before Him that we would walk in them, in those works. We were created for working for good works. Not just working nine to five or or four to eleven or whatever your shift might be, but for good works is talking about spiritual work. Amen. We were created for that. To serve God, to serve one another, to do good deeds, to do good work, homeless, orphans, widows, and to serve everyone that's in church, and even to serve a lot that are in society, both good and bad. We were created for that. If we're not doing the good works, then we're not fulfilling our purpose of what we were created for. Amen. A lot of people don't feel like they have a purpose in life. but then you need to get to work, fulfilling your purpose, fulfilling your destiny. Amen. Doing your part of the teamwork, being co workers in the church, co workers. Christ. Amen? It might be baking the pie. It might be cleaning up, washing the dishes. And on the internet, just giving a word for the Lord. But just attending, attending alone and nothing more than attending, even though attendance is greatly appreciated and it is doing something, but in all these things we're talking about, we're talking about more than just sitting down. We're talking about more than listening. We're talking about stepping up to the plate. Stepping up, in like in a sports, even Paul, even Paul used the knowledge of boxing and so forth and running the race, it's okay to use sports. As an analogy, it's okay. It's fully acceptable. Amen? You got one person guarding first base, and by guarding second base, and by guarding third base, a picture, a batter, and even a ball boy and even a, a bat boy in the uh, super leagues, professional leagues of baseball. You have somebody just in charge of taking care of the balls, and somebody taking doing nothing but taking care of the bats. Somebody mowing the grass. Amen. Somebody washing the uniforms, somebody sewing the uniforms. I guarantee you they get broken, <laughs> those uniforms get torn, and then somebody's got to sew the uniforms. Somebody's got to make the blanket, bake the soup, and then wash the towels. Amen. And every part is important and every part is needful. Paul did not do it all by himself. He had a lot of help. I appreciate Brother Simon, South Africa, that he's done he does the Indian translation for all of our the post what I post on the policy of social media. He translates all of that into into uh, one of the various Indian languages so that Brother BJ can have that, read that without having to then have to translate it, already translate it for him. I appreciate that Simon does that. Brother Hugh, also in South Africa, that he does the Russian translation. Brother Salazar can have that already translated and not have to take that extra step to translate it. If somebody does something for us to serve us, that makes it easier, because we all have a lot of things going on. Everybody, all of them we all have a lot going on. A lot of people use that excuse. I have a lot going on. Well, duh. We've all got a lot going on. And then times are hard for all of us. We should not be using excuses. That's all that is an excuse. We all got a lot going on, every one of us. Let's go over to Matthew 25. The latter part, the last few verses, Matthew 25. Starting at verse 35. Matthew 25, verse 35. For so I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Lacking clothing, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous were answering him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty, and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and invite you in, or lacking clothing and clothed you? When do we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, I tell you the truth, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even at least you did it to me. Amen. Not all of us can go directly into the prison or into the nursing home or into the hospital. But some of us can visit the nursing homes. Some of us can visit the hospitals. Some of us can visit the local jail or the state prison. Whatever the case may be, each one doing their part. And if you can't do that, you can support someone doing for that. Support someone that can do that. Whether it's you are using your car to drive the other brother, the other sister, to the prison so that they can go in while you're waiting. Or that you're contributing in tithes and offerings so that we can send a cure package in the mail. Or so that they can buy their, their phone funds, because they cannot make a phone call without somebody funding the telephone account. We have Brother Jonathan in Arizona that's in prison, and he is a true brother. they have been communicating with him for multiple years. He's true, true, true brother. Truly repentant of his crimes, Sins, truly changed, truly repented. And we take care of people around the world through the tithes and offerings of uh, mailing Bibles to people that can't afford them, paying for medical expenses, medical tests, medicine, vitamins, nutrients, food, rent. This church. Does do a work of what you're seeing in this chapter.
2: We do
1: that. And if you're not capable of going to those places yourself, then you can at least fund us going into those places. Like I saw many years ago, I saw a, a particular specific missionary society that I used to follow. And one of the things that they would say is, one person goes down into the well, the other person holds the rope.
2: Amen. Uh, they can hold the rope if we can't go down
1: ourselves. So if we can't go down into the cave ourselves, we can hold a rope. Or somebody else can do it. If we can't climb the mountain ourselves, we can hold the rope. Everybody doing the good part. But it shouldn't be only things behind the scenes, like tithes and offerings are behind the scenes. We should also do things that are visible as well, that you can actually see that hey, that person is doing the sweet thing. That person is giving a testimony. That person is singing. We should also do things visible as well. Things that are behind the scenes are good. And we know the verses about that, right? We don't, you know, don't let the left hand see what the right hand does, stuff like that. Things that are behind the scenes are very respectable, very good, very important, very needful, very encouraged being a prayer warrior behind the scene, very important, very vital, very much appreciated that you're a prayer warrior. That's wonderful. That's great. That's very needful. And we won't discount that. We won't discount that importance of that need. But at the same time, every person can also do something in addition to the background stuff. We can, in addition to doing the hidden things, we must be a light to the world and to each other to encourage one another. Amen? The Bible talks about encouraging one another. Given our testimonies, encourages one another. Singing a song Encourages one another. We should be doing that as well. Encouraging one another. Here in the book of Matthew, Let's go over to chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew 5, verse 14. Matthew 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on the lampstand, up on top of the lampstand, where it gives light to all who are in the house. To let your light shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works. We read earlier that we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, and here it says that you should do things in a way that they may see, not for the purpose of people seeing and then bragging about you, not for the purpose of a proudful heart. That's different, but rather Just something that is visible, is important. Even though things behind the scenes are important, but visible things are also vital, necessary as well. Really, all of us should be working, every person, every person should be working both behind the scenes, and upstage. Every one of us. Every one of us. The Bible does tell us to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our being. And I don't think that just hiding behind the scenes is doing that. Living a life of being timid, or bashful, or shy, Or afraid that the pastor is going to criticize us or some other church member is going to criticize us. God does not want us to live in fear. We've we've all had uh, bad experiences in the false churches. You should not use that as an excuse. We've all had, or a lot of us, most of us have had bad experiences with other ministries before us. A lot of us. Myself included multiple times, but I can't let that hinder the work of the kingdom in we need to be playing our part both behind the scenes and on the field, visible on the field as well, especially when there are very few laborers, especially when there are extremely few Laborers, then we need to do everything in our part, everything we can, even doing two parts. We've got a pastor in Nigeria that is traveling to two or three different houses on the Sabbath to preach to two or three different houses right now, Apostle Ehab in Nigeria, because it became too dangerous for everybody to gather at one place at one time. So he had to divide it into two or three houses. He doesn't use the excuse, I'm too tired, can't do it, it's too far. He makes a way and does it, amen. With such few laborers, we need, some of us need to preach to not only one house but two houses, right? Some of us need to do not only one song but two songs. Amen. Some of us need to not only do the tithes, but also the offerings. Amen. Some of us need to do not only the tithes and offerings, but also the testimony as well. Amen. But such few laborers, we need people to step up to guard both the first base and the second base. Amen. Let's go to Revelation chapter
0: 3,
1: Revelation 3, starting in verse 14, Revelation 3 verse 14, talking about the church of Laodicea, which is the end church, the end church. This is where we're at
0: right now in history.
1: Revelation 3, verse 14, to the pastor of the congregation of Colorado, the Ecclesia and the Laodicea, not only the town, but the era that we're in right now, to write this, the amen, a faithful and true witness, the beginning, the first, of the creation of God, says this, I know your works. talking about works. But you're neither code nor harm that would be lukewarm. I desire that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, spiritually and have become wealthy, spiritually and have need of nothing, spiritually, yet you do not know if you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become spiritually rich, spiritual white garments so that you may spiritually clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed and your spiritual eyesight to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I convict, and this therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Amen. This Laodicean church here is a church that thinks that they're okay with the Lord, that they're going to heaven, that they are saved, that they're okay, it's all right. It is well with my soul, as the psalm says. But in reality, God sees them completely different than what they see themselves. God sees them as being complacent, lazy, hypocritical, not doing the works that they were created for, not busy about the Father's business, not being zealous for the truth. If you're zealous for the truth, in this day and time they would call you a religious fanatic. God wants a church that is hot for Him hot, on fire, zealous, passionate for him, radical for him, fanatical for him. That is the church that God wants. Amen. The bride is his church. He doesn't want a girlfriend, a a bride that is half-hearted, that can't make up her mind whether she loves him or not, that doesn't want to do anything for her man. He wants a bride that wants to do something for him. Active church, co-workers in Christ. Look at chapter 12 here, Revelation 12 verse 10. Revelation 12, verse 10, page 302. Revelation 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the path, the kingdom of our God, and the authority of our Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He accused them before our Theos day and night. And they overcame him. They overcame him. The church overcame Satan. By the blood of the Lamb. And... By the word of their testimony. They did not love their life, even when faced with death. That word of testimony is so vital, so extremely important. So, needed is a needful thing. And we cannot overstate how important it is for people to give a testimony. Whenever the pastor calls, it's before worship service, in the middle of the worship service or at the end of the worship service, at whatever time that the pastor says, now is the time. If anybody has a testimony, a word for the Lord to sing a song, whatever, it is important that we get in line that every person listening that has a contact information for me, whether it's a telegram, WhatsApp, text messaging, or the Mixler app, to type in, whatever it may be, to get in line and take your turn, step up to the bat, and knock it out of the park. Amen? God is good. And even if you can't knock it out of the park, try to hit the ball. Just try. Just try.
2: And the more you
1: try and the more times you do that, the better you'll get at it. Amen. You'll learn how to do it, how not to do it, how to perfect it, how to grow in that. Step up to the plate. Step up to the plate. The word of our testimony is very important. We overcome the enemy. Overcome Satan by the word of our testimonies. It's important, very, very, very important for us to give a testimony so that somebody listening will be able to hear that testimony and that encourages them in their walk in the Lord. That if God heard your prayer, God might hear their prayer. If God healed you, that God might heal them. If God gave you a good Bible verse, if something touched your heart that week or the week before, or even 10 years ago, if God touched your heart 10 years ago, or maybe God had touched my heart today, that word of testimony is powerful. It can be. It can be very helpful to new people, and not only new people, but people who have been around for a long time in the church that need a little extra push. It's encouraging just to see somebody step up to the plate. That's encouraging in itself, man, just to see somebody step up to the plate. We need to encourage one another, and everybody do their part. Working together as a team, teamwork. co workers in Christ, I appreciate you listening, but it's time to step up to the plate. So I would like each person to type in something. If you want to sing a song? We can uh, do that through Telegram or WhatsApp. If you want to type into the mixer app? A word for the Lord, a Bible verse. If you want to share just a, just sharing a Bible verse? Amen. Is helpful. Uh, and you could even share a song that you've got saved on your computer. If you send that as a file on Telegram or WhatsApp, share a song that you want us to play. And you can even do this ahead of time as well. You can send it through email. You please play the song. Send me a song through email. Send me the file or send me the link and say, can you please play this at worship service this week because I would like to contribute this to the worship service. That would be nice as well. There's a lot of different ways that people would, you know, uh, think about what they can do. The Lord can lay all kinds of different ideals of how they can contribute. Amen. And uh, John... Kansas says, uh, my old church did not have a building in the beginning. They used high school buildings. So we had to pack up after every service. We had a lot of volunteers bringing stuff to different classrooms and setting up for the service. And I was a little kid at the time and helped out. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that contribution, Brother John in Kansas. Thank you for that contribution of sharing that testimony. That is important just to say something like that. Just to say something very simple like that. That contributes to the service. And then I relate to that. I relate to that. I relate to that of cleaning up even as a child, cleaning up after services, setting up chairs or whether setting things up, getting things ready for services or just being a greeter at the door. Saying, hello, welcome, let me shake your hand, let me give you a hug, get in there now. Service is about this guy. Lots of different ways that people contribute. Right, Brother Gerald, do you have anything to say? Yeah. Okay, Brother Gerald. think hmm. of uh, several verses. There's uh, John
2: 14 or 15 or the Branch that doesn't produce fruit, whether it's cast away. Exactly, John. Uh,
1: Fifteen. That the, the branch that does not bear fruit is cast away. And also, uh, I think this is Monica in Mississippi. It says I am on Telegram. Enjoy your group. Uh, is the leave a comment feature disabled? I, I on, on Telegram they don't have the, the comments. Is there some other way to communicate on Telegram? So yes, you can communicate with me on Telegram without leaving a comment in the group on Telegram. And that is uh, by adding, let see if I can, I'll go to Telegram right now, and I think I'll be able to add you as a friend from there. I'm looking at the subscribers. And I see you there. And I don't see a way to add you. Maybe I can click on that. Add to contacts. Okay, so now I've got you added as a contact on Telegram. So now I'm going to send you a text. I'm going to say hello on my now. So now I've sent you a hello message on Telegram to Monica. And maybe that might be, uh, hopefully I clicked on the right person. And now you'll be able to communicate with me on Telegram. And you can send me messages, both uh, audio as well as text messages, through Telegram. Uh, You can do that. Let me check something out here. Okay, what else about a journal? I
2: also think of uh, people who who they said they were going to talk, right? First I have to go bury my dad or first I have to Exactly when it comes to the wedding. The dog
1: deserves that they're invited to the wedding and the people's like, I got to go to bury my dad. I got to do this. I got to go there. I I just bought a farm. I got to go take care of my farm. I got to go take care of my cattle. All kinds of excuses. uh, I appreciate, Monica, that you asked me about communicating on Telegram. Hopefully that'll work for us. We can experiment with that. Well, that's Brother Jerome. And
2: like I, said, I, I don't think a person who a person who doesn't actually follow and work first can maybe be said to have accepted the truth. That would be like a person who um, said, Yeah, Moses is hearing from God. I'm going to stay in Egypt. Bye.
1: Yes. There is that verse about. It says that the piper piped and nobody danced. In other words, I think Jesus said that maybe that the, the the pastor has spoken but nobody responded. Basically the piper piped, blew the drums, he blew the trumpet, he sent the message, but nobody did anything about it. Okay, so we are we are con we are connected, Monica. Praise Jesus. That is so nice to see that we've connected on Telegram. Uh, it's good to see you on Telegram, Monica. And so that is a way you can contact me at any time uh, on Telegram. Do that. Um, that window, that chat window we've got open there. And during the worship services, you can use that or you can type in Mixler. And you can also send audio files or even speak aloud on on the uh, telegram as well. Anything else, Joe? Oh, yeah. One thing that's always been interesting to me
2: and I had studied computer programming a lot. There's a lot of people who come into the ministry are interested. In, it seems like they have some backgrounds in computer. So I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll be able to work on some big project sometime around there, but it hasn't happened. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people in this time era. A lot of people are very technical. They
1: have a lot of computer skills, or internet skills. Computer programmers are very, 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 very common. And if you have that skill, why not contribute to the ministry in some form like that? You can even think of something to suggest, or you can work with us to help us suggest something that we can work on. Uh, There's so much help, I tell you, I I cannot overstate. Uh, We need somebody to make videos for the ministry. We need somebody just to do proofreading. On the website, they need somebody to just do proofreading in the AOD Bible. They need people to uh, do so much. Uh, just, just you know, when the last time I mocked this house, I can't even mock because I'm, I got so much to do. I got so much to do, and then I'm exhausted. I don't get a lot of sleep. But I will give a testimony that me and my wife both had eight hours of sleep last night. Eight hours sleep. That is mind-boggling and wonderful and great and is such a great praise God. Um, we don't get a lot of sleep, and that is so tremendous just to get that much sleep. I'm so very thankful. Praise God for that and give that testimony. Praise God. Uh, I I, I think that we could do a whole lot more in this ministry, reach more people. Uh, Another thing we could do is uh, we've got the policy on social media, we've got the telegram, uh, we've got Facebook, and people can share these things into other social media networks and groups. So, like if you see I post something on Telegram, feel free to take what I posted and post it again somewhere else. Instagram, WhatsApp, Pinterest, whatever. Feel free to copy it, paste it somewhere else, put it somewhere else. And also we have uh, gospel tracks and flyers that you can print from the ministry website. Uh, we have a Sabbath Bible study on that topic we have a, uh, that you can print out share with your family and friends, those that refuse to keep the Sabbath. Print out that Bible study on that topic. Just fill in the blank, circle the correct answer. People have to look up in the Bible and see what it says to answer the question, they circle the answer or fill it in the blank. And they have to look in the Bible for the answer. And they have to look in Strong's for the answer. They have to do their research in order to fulfill or to complete the Bible study. And that right there can break chains of bondage, false doctrine. Amen. Uh, you can print that out. You can print out the flyers against Easter little gospel tracts. We've got the gospel tracts or the flyer that's 8 inches by 11 inches, and then we've got little tiny miniature like 1 inch by 2 inch, 1 inch by 3 inch, whatever it is. We've got those miniature gospel tracts. print those out and get those into your local community. Leave them at the bus stop. Leave it at the public park. Leave it at the uh, uh, but inside a grocery store, shelf, shopping cart, leave one behind, put put on somebody's window. Uh, Distributing the gospel tracts is a great way of contributing behind the scenes. Amen. Uh, Attending the Passover, attending Pentecost in person, people that's in the United States. Uh, I know a lot of people have not not been taught the, the principle of the second tithe. But that is biblical. People think that that's done away with or it's for the Jews only or something like that. But the principle, the purpose of a second tithe is on that second 10%, instead of sending it to the church, you save it up and you save it all year so that you can actually afford to take that trip to be with us here in person, locally, where we can actually hug one another, which is very important, very vital. My wife needs a hug more than just from me. My wife needs a hug from a sister in person. She needs that. I cannot overstate. I cannot exaggerate. It would be impossible for me to exaggerate that, how much she needs that. And Brother Gerald needs a local brother in Christ, and I need that. Every person in this local congregation here, we are in such tremendous need of physical assistance and brotherhood and sisterhood, friends, church workers, co-workers in Christ Jesus to help us with so many tasks, making videos, perfecting uh, the website, perfecting the AOB, sweeping, mopping, cleaning, cooking, washing dishes. And every bit of that is serving God. Every yeah. bit of it, even mopping the floor, is serving God. Remember Martha. I can tell you, i got a stack of
2: like 12 songs sitting on my printer that I can type up if I just took the time that I don't even have
1: the time for leisure. Hardly. Yeah. We're running an international ministry here, reaching into multiple nations. We got so much going on. We need certain brothers and sisters that will, as Brother Gerald did, he's I think five years down. ago. I think this month he was baptized. Yeah, January 2019.
2: Four years ago. Um, five years ago,
1: that was the, Oh, five years, yeah, 24. So, on the 19th, January 19th, everybody, that's only seven days away, January 19th, will be Brother Gerald's five-year anniversary of being baptized. And he's from New Jersey. He's from the North. And he picked up and left I came and moved here and became not only a listener and a follower, but a worker. He helps me tremendously with the AOV Bible. He helps me tremendously around the house. He helps me tremendously with a lot of things. But he also has to make money to pay his bills, help out with tithes and offerings. So, Is a lot of stuff he can't do and a lot of stuff are not getting done because we don't have help. He needs a help. He needs a brother. He needs... The assistant needs an assistant, as we said a long time ago. He's my personal assistant, but the assistant needs an assistant. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find another ministry that is worldwide that is international as we are that is doing so much and yet with such little help I think you'd be hard pressed because most of them they have a secretary to do the email so I could use somebody just to do email email phone calls uh, and the the list is endless of, of the things, uh, Brother Simon, i still got to get information to him how to log in and how to do the men's ministry of getting the post transferred from one place to another place. Uh, it was months ago that I arranged with Simon for him to take on that duty, and yet I have not even found time to just send him the directions on how to do that. So he's not being able to do it. Because it takes me time to sit down at the computer and think about this is how you do it and to type it up, this is how you do it, step one, two, three, four, five, how to go through this process, get that all typed up and then to email that to him or to copy and paste it into WhatsApp and to give that information to them. months have passed, and I can't even do that. Other international ministries, like they've got like a team of 10 people, 20 people, 100 people in their offices taking care of all the different things. I could use somebody, if somebody has a skill of uh, emanation of uh, like. A, you watch people on YouTube where these groups, these organizations, have all these special effects on their videos. Uh, and that would be so wonderful for us to have that. Oh I've got work for animators, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much we could do if we had the help. So maybe somebody listening. Is already known. Somebody listening already knows what they could do, and they would like to step up to the plate. That would be great. and uh, Okay, well, I think I'm just beating a dead horse dead right here. So, let's close this out. You got anything else to say, Gerald? I'm going to play a song take care of the audio delay. And it's good to see the brother in Jamaica. It's good to see you as well. All right. Let me see that song that we're going to play here. Oh, Lord. Uh, page forty eight. Page forty eight. Bringing in the sheets. Page forty eight. Mm-hmm.
0: Holy bring the Bring in the bring the in the in the in in The sun shines oh, bring in the shadows, in the to by and the days ended, reach out rejoice and we shall help rejoice in bringing in the streets. Bringing in the streets. Bringing in the streets. We shall help rejoice in bringing in the streets. Calling for the reason, calling for the pastor, for the lost, the same God's here on the streets. And I'll be. It's a In the streets, in the In the streets, in the streets bringing
2: In the streets in In the streets, in In Please confirm that you would like to end this meeting by pressing star zero.